Hi everyone, I'm Sinhara and welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Fertility podcast. This show is for all women who are dealing with infertility, but is specifically dedicated to Black women because we have a problem with opening up when it comes to this issue. And I don't want to leave out the men. You guys are welcome here too. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Essence Payne Randall about her nonprofit Cajun Sister and how she's helping women fight PCOS. Coping with PCOS. Hey, so today we're joined by Essence Payne Randall. Uh, She's the founder of Cajun Sisters, and she's doing incredible work in Shreveport, Louisiana um, concerning PCOS. She was diagnosed with PCOS, and she's going to tell more about her story. Um, And this topic is near and dear to me because many of you know, if you followed my story, that I was also diagnosed with PCOS um, after many, many years of frustration and going back and forth uh, to the doctor trying to conceive. So welcome essence. Um, So glad to have you on. So excited about all the incredible work you're doing. Um, And if we can just go ahead and dive right into how you found out that you had PCOS and how that impacted your marriage and how you're coping with it. Absolutely. There was a period in 2013 where I started my cycle in July and it continued for three months. (laughs) three Mm. months straight and it ended with me going to the ER and they first they diagnosed me with dysfunctional uterine bleeding and I was um recommended to um OBGYN I went to her I was with her for a little less than a year because basically I wasn't getting any answers from her Mm -hmm. and when I asked her I actually had heard of PCOS from a co-worker of mine which was really strange that she was diagnosed with it and I just I inquired about it with my doctor and she literally just told me that I just needed to lose weight wow and that it was it was a sting because I felt like you know I wasn't being heard and with her being a female black doctor that really kind of you know took me back and I I just I had to make a conscious decision because I was I needed to be you know more concerned about my health and where it was headed that I Mm -hmm. had to I went ahead and you know got a second opinion I found another doctor and it was a complete you know, change with him in 2015 when I, my first appointment with him was great. And the minute, the minute that I mentioned that I would like to be tested for PCOS, he said, okay, great, let's do it. Wow. You know, he was like, we know we're in the business of, you know, making babies. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) And if that's what you feel like is standing your way, we'll test you for that first. And then we'll go from there. And I was, you know, I was excited because I was, you know, I was being heard. He was listening to my concerns, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, he tested me for PCOS and I got the call maybe, maybe two or three days later after all my blood work, he told me that's what it was. He wanted me to come in and Mm -hmm. sit down and, you know, discuss my options. So from, Mm -hmm. you know, for two, three years, I was, you know, flying blind. I had no idea what was going on. I just knew that I was, you know, in pain. I was, you know, my cycle was lasting way too long and I had no yeah. idea what was going on. So I was very excited to and that's course, not to find part. out. Yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't that's excited to find out something was wrong, but at least yeah. we knew what was going on, you know, and exactly. then we could move forward. 
And how did that impact your marriage? Were you already married at this point when um, you at that point, discovered it? At that point, I was engaged when okay. we found out. Um, okay. He didn't. He it didn't sway him, you know. Either way, he just mm-hmm. he knew that that was something that I wanted, which was to be a mother, and mm-hmm. he was he was all in. And okay. uh, my main thing when I when we discussed it, I told him that you know I knew that it was going to be work. You know, the more research that I did and found out, you know, things that I may have to go through, and you know, those kind of things. And I told him I, I really did not want this to turn into a job, you know. Mm-hmm. the job of making a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want the, the fun to be taken out of it, you know, but yeah. you know, sometimes things happen. And unfortunately that is kind of the, the role that we fell into. Um, yeah. it, it kind of been like, it was like, okay, I'm ovulating. We, we need to, you know, we need to do it on this day. Exactly. Day, do it on this day. You know, when you have to make a schedule, it's not fun. Anymore. Exactly. You know, it's not fun at all. So I had gotten to the point where, if I wasn't having a procedure done, if I wasn't mm-hmm. doing an IUI or something like that, if we were just trying to conceive naturally with just the fertility meds, I would try mm-hmm. to not to give him all the information. You know, yeah. I would try mm-hmm. to like hide the medicines and not let him know when I was actually ovulating. I would just try to, you know, just try to let's let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. I, would try to, I would try to set the mood and just, you know, yeah. make it feel as natural as possible and not let them know, okay, I'm ovulating. I, you know, we got to do it now. And so I tried to bring it, you know, bring it back because, you know, at this point we're still newlyweds, you know, yeah. and it was just, you know, it was kind of hard. And we're, yeah, we're still going through it. It becomes such a job that, you know, it's just like, okay, you just start getting frustrated by right, it. Right. And so how do you cope like with the diagnosis, with, you know, with your marriage and then, you know, trying for a baby and it becoming right. a job, right. what mechanisms do you use to cope or how uh, were you coping from beginning to now uh, dealing with everything? Um, my biggest cope, I found some PCOS, like support groups, you know, on Facebook, mm-hmm. that was a major mm-hmm. help in the beginning because i didn't realize there were so many other women out there like me. It was like, it was a big eye opener and we were able to swap stories and give advice to each other. But the main thing was we were encouraging to each other. We were there to listen. Limited resources. Now we're going to talk about limited resources. And I heard you on another interview and it just kind of blew my mind um, because I've always been in a big city and been close to big cities, you know, from, you know, living in New York, Atlanta and Los Angeles. And so I never even thought of the fact that there could be only one infertility clinic mm-hmm. and in right. the town or city that you're living in, mm-hmm. um, because there were so many options wherever I was um, at the time. And so I know that has been your experience. And so from all of that, you know, you birth your nonprofit and you're helping other women. Um, so we, I want to talk about all that stuff. I want to talk about your PCOS walk and how frustrating it is to only have one resource in your city, you know, that you can go to for infertility assistance. Yes. Well, after being working with my OB doctor after so long, you know, he wanted to recommend me to see a fertility doctor. And the first thing he recommended was me to go see someone in Texas in a whole Mm. other state. 
because he mm-hmm. knew that the fertility doctor we had here, mm-hmm. his appointments were spaced out so far just for a consultation. Like I called wow. one day and the consultation was set out maybe four months out. Jeez. And that's just to sit down and have a conversation, conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and to be somewhere where you literally have to be outsourced, you know, to other yeah. states is hard because what if I can't travel? Exactly. You know, or what mm-hmm. if I, what if I don't have the time or the money to mm-hmm. even do, to even make that first step? Exactly. You know, and um, that was a lot to take in and to consider. And that's that was one of the reasons when I found out about the PCOS challenge that made me want to do more here because I literally didn't know anyone that had PCOS. No, no one personally. So once Mm -hmm. I started my first walk in 2018, there were so many women coming to me. Oh, my God, I have those same symptoms. I've been going through the same thing. I was just recently diagnosed. Like they were coming out of the woodworks. Like, yeah. and some, some women I've known for, for years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but we never, we never discussed it. We never talked about it because those kind of mm-hmm. things aren't discussed in our community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a secret. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's so taboo and so mm-hmm. embarrassing sometimes to some women that you literally just put a cap on it and you just don't discuss it at all. You go through exactly. it, you go through it alone and that is the worst mm-hmm. way to do it. It is. It is because mm-hmm. we all need resources. We all need an outlet and someone to talk right. to. That support. Um, that support system means so much. Yeah, it means so much. So now you're you're into what your third year of the PCOS walk. Yes. I know the first two were extremely successful. Yes. I know you had a lot of sponsorships mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. lot of people come out. And of course, now we're dealing with COVID. Right. Um, right. So I'm sure things look a little bit different in how you're handling the PCOS. PCOS walk, but even when you have people coming to the walk, you know, how did that impact you and make you want to push forward? Because I can imagine it is encouraging, but also at the same time, it's kind of sad, you know, seeing other women who are going through it. Um, So how has that impacted you? Um, The more women that came forward, like you said, it makes me sad, but it's kind of also the motivation to do more and to, Mm -hmm. to to try to make things better for us. I just, especially with, I had women coming from different, you know, different smaller cities, you know, around to come and just hearing them say, I admire how strong you are because I'm not that strong yet. Yeah. They don't realize how I wasn't strong either. You know, yeah. this was very <laughs> difficult for me as well. It's I'm, a step-by-step step process. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally a step-by-step step and, it, and they're they are making me stronger, you know, and they don't even realize it. Yeah. They're making me, you know, stronger to where I can keep pushing and trying to do more and get more for us. And because there are so many, you know, insurance companies that don't, don't pay, don't pay. Yeah. They don't pay for fertility treatments. They don't pay for anything that that's, that's part of the motivation as well, because the more work I can do and the more things I can accomplish in the PCOS community, Mm-hmm. the better those options will be for us down the road or even the generations behind us. Even though I'm still exactly. trying to help us now, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's going to make things better for the generations behind us so they don't go through the same things we, we go through now. And it the, the time span of you finding out, getting diagnosed, getting treatment is shorter. 
Yeah. You know, and then talk, talk about how you came up with the name of your nonprofit. Cause I love the name. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and you can just kind of spell it out for people. Cause I see it on paper. So they yeah. may not. Right. 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 Um, the Cajun, so talk about that. Yeah. The Cajun yeah. sister I, is sister is spelled C Y S. T-E-R, and that's a play mm-hmm. on words for sister, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. the C-Y-S-T came from, you know, when you have PCOS, you have cysts, yeah, mm-hmm. you have cysts, uh, fib- you know, fibroids and stuff on your ovaries, so it's a play on words, you know, sister, and uh, the Cajun part is just, I, I wanted something that would stand out, but let people know that I'm from the South, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, let them know I'm from Louisiana, so that's where the Cajun exactly. part came from. <laughs> I just wanted something that, you know, when you hear it and you see it, you kind of get a sense of where I'm coming from, you know, and get a a feel for me. (laughs) Challenge and mission. Okay, let's talk about the challenges and your mission. So you have connected with the uh, National PCOS Challenge. And so I know when you do your PCOS walks and you uh, do other things within your nonprofit, your proceeds go to benefit uh, the larger organization, which was the National PCOS Challenge. Tell us about how you got connected with them and the work that they're doing for people who don't know. Okay. It was actually, it's, you know how they say, you know, everything happens for a reason. It just seemed like Mm -hmm. things were falling in place. You know, things that I thought would be a difficult, you know, challenge. And I'm like, you know, the national people, they're not going to, you know, respond or they're not going to, you know, reach out to me. And they actually did. I actually, I saw their Facebook page first and I was, you know, reading through all the things that they did and, you know, the contributions they make. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I can be a part of this. I can do this, you know? And I actually went to their website and I sent a question, you know, when they say X, you know, X questions or, you know, contact us, I sent an email and I just, Mm -hmm. I just told them, you know, kind of what I was going through. And my first question was basically, how can I, you know, do a walk in my city? How can I do what y'all are doing Mm -hmm. basically? Mm -hmm. And I got a response back and literally in like two days and it was, and it was from William their uh, mm-hmm. executive, he's over the director of marketing and publication. Okay. So mm-hmm. look, when I saw his title and he was emailing me back, I was like, oh my God, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited because when you have, you know, the, the, the top notch people and they, they yeah. aren't, you know, so stuffy and they're they They can communicate with you and they make you feel, you know, like we're in this together, you know, yeah. that makes a big difference. And, since that day, we've been in communication ever since. They've helped me. Mm-hmm. They've given me great advice on, you know, doing my, my walks here and how I can reach out to certain people and appeal to sponsors and, you know, the community yeah. to get more people involved. And it's mm-hmm. been great. It's been great ever since I've gotten to know William and I've gotten to know the founder of the National PCOS Challenge, Sasha Adi. She okay. is a great person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw your interview with her. Yeah. <laughs> When I when amazing. I talked to her, I felt like I was talking to a sister. You know, I felt like I yeah. was, you know, literally just sitting down. Just we were just, yeah. you know, talking just me and her. I didn't even think about it being, you know, on Instagram or on live. Yeah. You know, I just felt yeah. like we were just having a conversation. You know. Yeah, yeah. it was very down to earth. Yeah. And I also <laughs> want to talk about your, um, which I think is amazing. You had a proclamation from the mayor. Yes. Um, talk about that, how that all came about, um, and how you know you were recognized yeah, in your I city. Just, 
I just wanted to, like, my mindset is basically getting that awareness and raising that awareness and getting the word out. And I just, I just tapped into my resources here and I just, you know, I, I asked the right people, like, who do I email? It basically is who do you know who you can email, you know, and what office you can, can go to. Yeah. Um, and of course, this was all pre-COVID. So, <laughs> so that's a shame that that's a word now, pre-COVID. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Back when things were normal. Right, exactly. Pre-COVID. Uh, I went to the mm-hmm. office. I filled out the paperwork. And they just told me which steps I needed to take. And they told me that the mayor would sign it. I wanted to have an event to, you know, have it presented. But unfortunately, our schedules, mine and the mayor's, it wasn't, you know, connecting. But he did make Mm -hmm. sure he signed, you know, he signed my proclamation. And when I read it, it was it was so surreal because they were my words, you know. It it was it was so surreal. And I was so excited um, to get it. He was happy to do it. It was just, we you know, we couldn't get it, you know, presented. You know, so I'm Mm going to work on doing that, you know hopefully post-COVID. <laughs> but you still have it in writing that September yes, exactly. is September. National PCOS, PCOS Month in the city in of Shreveport. City. That's right. That's right. So I was really, I'm really excited about that. It means a lot that, you know, I get that support, you know, from my community and the, the outpour of the love and support I get from my family, friends, and community and people I don't know is just awesome. Advice for Cajun Sisters. Let's talk about where you're at on your journey now and advice you have for other Cajun sisters out there who are listening and, you know, who also are dealing with PCOS, because I know for myself, it was a very, very long, rough, hard journey. So what advice uh, do you have for other women and where are you now on your journey? Well, right now on my journey, I am, you know, trying to expand what I'm already doing since I've successfully put on, you know, my walks. I wanted to try to do more than one walk in Northwest mm-hmm. Louisiana. So my goal for next year is to do at least three walks, you know, okay. in the month of September and, you know, around Northwest Louisiana. So I've already started, you know, working on that because I, I, it, it, it's a great feeling to be able to contribute, you know, to the bigger picture which is, you know, exactly. the, the natural, the national PCOS challenge, because I, every time I make my, you know, we do the walks and I collect the, the money and make my donation, it's, it get, it's a feeling of, you know, you're helping someone because that money is going toward, they have, you know, the family building grants, you know, where they help people with IVF cycles. Yeah. They have the, um, the confidence grants and that confidence grant is really a lot to means a lot to me because that helps the women who are, who deal with the facial hair and, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with the weight loss and their confidence. Yeah. Brand, I really love that they do that because it, and I've seen, you know, what is done for the people and for yeah. the women, you know, so knowing that you are contributing to something, you know, helping someone Bigger. have their child and helping someone mm-hmm. build confidence, just walking around, just being a woman, you know, it yeah. just, it's a great feeling. And I just, I know in the long run, we will get what we actually need. And that is, you know, making PCOS a priority in healthcare because our physicians mm-hmm. need to know and learn more about PCOS, you know? Exactly. And that, exactly. That's, like that's you shouldn't have to go thing. years without a yeah, diagnosis. Exactly. I met someone this year. be diagnosed. <laughs> right. Exactly. I met someone this year when I was working on this walk. She, it took her six years to get a diagnosis. Yeah. 
That's it took a me lot about of years maybe lost. three or four years. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a lot yeah. of years lost where you could be, you know, starting your family. Exactly. You know? And it's very frustrating because you're like, something's wrong, something's wrong. Right. And, they run and you don't know what it like, is. Nothing's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, my, my advice really would be to all ask questions. Know your body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because there were, there were signs and symptoms that I had that I know now that I had years and years ago that I, I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, what they were. Mm-hmm. So my main my, my ex questions, learn your body, know what is normal, what's abnormal. Other than that, reach out, find a, you know, a community for that support mm-hmm. so you can learn more because there's always, you know, different things you can learn and be doing to help, you know, help yourself out. Not even just, you know, from a doctor or a physician, you know? Yeah. And I, I just want, them, you know, other women to realize, you know, every woman with PCOS doesn't necessarily want to have children. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But being able to mm-hmm. deal with the PCOS symptoms and live yeah. a comfortable life, that's a big mm-hmm. reality. And that's something that women need as well. So that's why treatment is still important. So even if you have PCOS and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to have kids. No, <laughs> there are still other risk factors and things that you are, you know, in jeopardy of just having PCOS, you know, exactly because it exactly. can, it can lead to different, you know, cardiovascular, you know, disease and, you know, diabetes and, you know, things like that. So it's still, you know, something that you want to take care of and manage, you know, throughout your life. Yeah. And just uh, my, like my, my saying is infertility is not definite, you know, mm. so we need to take that, that end from in front of infertility. We, we are fertile. We can't. It can happen. We just. Mm-hmm. It's, we just have to take a few extra steps to get to our miracles. That's all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm Sinhara Eastman, and thank you for listening to the Black Girls Guide to Fertility podcast. You can stay connected with this movement on my website. Facebook, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please join my mailing list at blackgirlsguidetofertility.com and on sanharaeastman.com. And please be sure to check out the first two episodes of my web series that's currently on YouTube.